What's going on guys? It's me, Stephen Bagel, aka the NB Eagle, your mom's favorite podcast. Back by popular demand, we have my fiance, Alexa Kaiser, soon to be Alexa Bagel, Alexa Bagel, your mom's favorite fiance. Alexa, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you, Steven? Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, you haven't been on in a couple months, so it's been quite some time. Yeah, don't worry, guys. We're still together. Yes, we are. It's Lillard. He got the shot So, we're recording this on Wednesday, May 19th. We're about to watch the Grizzlies and Spurs playing game. Any reactions from last night, Alexa? Last night, I predicted both games incorrectly. Mm-hmm. I thought the Hornets would beat the Pacers. I thought the Wizards would beat the Celtics. I believe Alexa felt the same way. I Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was kind of disappointing. The Hornets, you just see... James Borrego did not have them prepared at all. They were completely off guard. The Pacers just kept running the same sets again and again and again and just kept working. And it almost made it look like um, they walked into the game just like, whatever, we're going to lose anyway. Like, that, like, that's the attitude that I saw from them walking well, into the- it. I know there was a point in the third quarter where they looked a little bit better, but like... Well, the Hornets came in in a five-game losing streak, yeah. so that just... They're a young team. They showed a stat last night during the game that, like, they were the third youngest team in the league for players that play significant minutes, something like that. I remember you saw that, and it was like, OKC won. The Hornets were, like, two or three. So, bottom line is they were a young team. Yeah. It was like OKC was, like, 83%, and I think they were, like... I think minutes... It was minutes played on... Minutes played by, by guys who were yes. in the league less than three years. Or less than four minutes, years. Yeah. yeah. And it was like 83 for OKC. And like 59 yeah. for the Hornets. Yeah. So bottom line is it was a young team. Terry Ruggiero had a great season. He's extension eligible this summer. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with him. Devontae Graham's who restricted free agent. So I wonder if they sign and trade him somewhere to get value I just for think him. it's sad that they ended their season like that because they could have won. Yeah, the mellow ball was a disaster. Uh, so. and, that, and I really do think because... I know the minutes that he was off the court, which I think it was the third quarter. I'm pretty sure it was. They looked better. So I don't know if it's him. And I know, obviously, he's not, like, the leader on See, the team. I, think- I feel like as a rookie that's been playing so phenomenal that he does have a leadership role. And I don't know if he was bummed out from losing I think teams. it's LaMelo's inexperience yeah. playing basketball. Yeah. I mean, in Lithuania, he never played. He didn't really play high school. He played a senior year at Spear in Ohio, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. He, Chino Hills, he played as a freshman, but Lonzo was a star on that team, so Lonzo was, like, the guy. Was he ever on, like, losing teams? Well, Chino Hills won the state championship. Spear is really good. 
And then he was on the real shit team in Australia. His team in Australia was... I remember that. And yeah. the NBL is like the second most team in the league. But in general, he's probably not used to losing. Yeah, I mean, anyone that good usually comes to the NBA is used to losing because that's how they made to the NBA. They're always yeah. the best. So I just think Lamelo's inexperienced. This is the biggest game he's ever played in. Because mm-hmm. the NBL team never even made the playoffs. Never really played ice. He played in the state California State Championship. And they had Onyeka, Kongu, Lonzo, and Leangelo. So Lamelo was probably... At the time of freshman, he was like the fourth bell on that team. It was just so, so sad and kind of pathetic. Shout out to the Pacers, down three starters, down Chris LaVert, Miles Turner, and TJ Warren. Shout out to Sabonis. He was one assist away from a triple-double, didn't even play the fourth quarter. Sabonis looks unbelievable. Like, at one point, I was watching, and no one you're like, you're watching the game, but then, like, you're not processing it. Yeah, like, you're not processing Yeah, that's the perfect description. And I'm like watching and I'm like, oh, this guy's really good. And like, ha- like again, not processing. And it's just like this big guy like dribbling down the court. He like looks around, passes like typical point guard. And I look at Steve and I'm like, oh my God, that that's Sabonis. Like, I- it was unbelievable. Well, as I told you, Sabonis is dead. Uh, he played for the Trailblazers, but by that point he was already kind of washed. He was the best Euro, he's one of the best Euro League players ever, and he was a great passing big man similar to Jokic. So it runs in the family. Mm-hmm. But I asked you this earlier. I don't know who had a worst game between Lamelo and Russell Westbrook. I want to say Westbrook just because Westbrook was playing like a top five player in the NBA for the better part of a month. All through May, he averaged like 25, 15, and 15. It was just that Wizards have won, I think, 17 out of the final 23. Like, he was just playing out of his mind to get them in the playing game. And it was so – I know that they have Marcus Smart, the Celtics, to defend him. I know that Jason Tatum had – and I guess we'll get into – are we done talking about the Yeah, Pacers? let's move on. Shout out to Wait, the Pacers. We need to – before I answer that, can we shout out TJ McConnell? TJ McConnell, you He's are going to get paid so this good. Summer. He's so good. Please come back to Philadelphia or at least come on the NBA He's call. not coming to the Sixers. He's going to get paid way too much. He's way out of the But the time. NBA call? He can do from anywhere. The NBA, oh yeah, I'll send you the link to the Anchor app. And TJ, you are more than welcome to come on. Please just go to a team with a sick jersey so that I can buy it. Miami, reunite reunite with Jimmy Butler. Yes, we talked about this. It's going to happen. And then you get the Miami Vice jersey. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I truly could see... Kendrick Nunn and Guan Dragic are both... Both three agents, so they need a point guard. Yes, and he's been playing so well. And he fits that Miami. He fits that Miami, like, more of tough guys that play hard. Also, it seems like they're doing whatever Jimmy Butler wants to do. And if Jimmy says, I want TJ McConnell on the team, they're going to bring him. Yeah, but they have cast space to land one big fish. Like, they're going to eat into that. Oh, if they can't land a big fish, Oladipo's clearly not working out. He's out for the season. Yeah. If they can't get a Kyle Lowry, why not pick up the money sign two or three guys? Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Wizards and the Celtics. Yeah, so what I was going to say about that is I feel like it, you can't really compare who had a worse game because it's just like experience level. I feel like you can't compare that. Like this was, like you said, LaMelo's first. That was quick. Devontae <laughs> Gre- oh, De- De- Murray just picked Josh Park in the first possession of the game. That was game. very quick. But I feel like you can't compare, like, LaMelo's very first game. Well, that's why I said Westbrook had a worst game overall, because Westbrook was playing, like, a top five player in the NBA for a month and a half, and then was just a disaster. My question is, do you think that they lost on purpose? No. Why, to avoid the Nets? Yeah. No. 
With how well the Wizards were playing, even getting to the play-in, I don't think they lost on purpose. Why? I don't think any team's losing on purpose if it means you're one game, one bad game away from missing playoffs completely. Yeah, but if they feel, I know that no team wants to lose, but why would you want to play the Nets? I'm, why do you want to play the Sixers? I get it, the I Nets guess, obviously, yeah. but I think at that point, when you're picking the lesser two evils, you're just gonna try to win. Is my opinion. But Jason Tatum was awesome. He had 50 points. Jason Tatum had three 50-point games in the last two months after yeah. never recording more than 40. So Jason Tatum is going to be an absolute superstar. Um, if he's not already. I mean, Jalen Brown didn't even play. We know he's out for the year. After well, the yeah, and that's going to happen when. Kemba Walker has been playing like he's back to normal. He's averaging over the last 15 games. He's averaging 28 and a half points a game. I still don't. I'm not scared of them. They don't scare me. Well, luckily we don't have to play them. I'm still somewhat scared of them, and I'm happy that they're going to give the Nets a series rather than us. I'm not. So who do we like between the Wizards and the Pacers? As a Sixers fan, I'd rather play the Pacers just because how beat yeah, up they are. but I like the Wizards. But. I would love to play the Pacers and play against PJ McConnell. Of course you would. <laughs> no, but I think that the Wizards are going to win. Um, How's that guy on the Celtics, the center? Robert Williams, Tom Ward. He's he came back in the game after that, but then got hurt again. So now he has a few days to rest up. I'm assuming he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They said it wasn't anything major, and he's really the only big man they have. They have Luke Cornett and Taco Fall. They don't have anybody. That's why I don't know what cuts. they're going to do in the playoffs. Like, it goes down, what happens? Well, they match up well with the Nets because the Nets don't have any big men either. Yeah, I guess that. So they're Marcus Martin. I mean, it would help obviously if they're Jalen Brown, obviously. So what do you think of that series? We have the number two Nets against the number seven Celtics. I still think the Celtics make it a series, but I what, don't. five or six? I don't. It's not going to be sweet. I don't think it's going to be a series. I just, I think that you need to figure out, too. Steve Nash getting... has never coached in the playoffs before. Best, yes, best Stevens is the best in-game adjustment. I'm very really. curious to see um, how Nash does in the playoffs because, like, clearly they have the pieces on the Nets. Who said it? Who said this? Was it? Who? That said, like, Nash is going to make or break them. Who were we listening to? I don't know. Was it Kevin O'Connor? I think so. I think it was Kevin O'Connor. I think that he truly is because you clearly have all the pieces on your team. Like, if it doesn't work, then either the pieces aren't getting along and they're not meshing together or it's the coach. Like, that's what it is. And I do think that's what the Celtics have for them. But the Celtics have had a lot of, like, Clearly behind the scene issues this year. They looked terrible. Well, that's what I talked about in my coaching, um, in my coaching rankings. Is every time the Celtics have these super high expectations, like when they came off the Eastern Conference Finals at the end of Tatum's rookie year and took the Cavs to seven, that next year when Kylie and Gordon Hayward came back, people were saying 65 and 17, 67 and 15. Mm-hmm. There were such outrageous ex- expectations, they ended up as a four seed. Mm-hmm. Now this year, Everyone expected Jalen Brown to make a jump, which yeah. he did. And they ended up 500. They went 36 and 36. Mm-hmm. They lost 10 out of the final 15. I mean. Which I don't think that's an excuse. I know that Jalen Brown went down for the year, but you have Jason Tatum, you have Kemba Walker, and you have Marcus Smart. You should be better than that. And you, you should be. And you allegedly have a great coach. There's, there's just no excuse. And for that reason, I believe. They're going so, to get killed. what do you think of the next continuity issues? The big three have only played eight games together. Do we think? I think that might bite them in the ass. Come like the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't I know how much it's going to affect the Celtics. I'm waiting for them to implode, but it's so hard to realistically believe that because of. I think the Nets are. are. 
Blake Griffin's been phenomenal. Blake Griffin clearly just won out of Detroit and was tanking it, and everyone thought he was done. Blake Griffin's been great. Okay, we'll continue. We need to go through each matchup, okay. and then we'll get more into So, Sixers, we can't win. really talk about in the first round because we don't know who's going to win between the Pacers and Wizards. But okay. either way, it's going to probably be, what, five? Five-game series? Yeah. Sixers. I don't have that many concerns about them. The only concern I really have is the adjustments Stock Rimbles will make in the playoffs. Given how we saw last year, he wouldn't shy away from Andres Harrell. Yeah. But I feel like he's done a good job with that. He's done a good job with it, but it's, it's the, the playoffs are a different thing. Yeah. And playoffs, you have shorter rotations, and the Sixers are very deep this year. I don't know if the bench, you know your backup center is going to be Dwight Howard, you know Matisse is going to get minutes, and you assume after making that trade that George Hill is going to get significant minutes. I think George Hill is going to be in the closing lineup, and he's going to win the I playoff. think that we're not going to have the classic playoff rotation. I really but think th- that they're going to switch That leads me to my next question. After those 80 stars, Shake Nolan and Furkan Korkmaz, and Tyrese Maxey. Yes. How do you not play Korkmaz with how he's been playing? How do you not play Maxey how he's been playing? And Shake, I guess I get him not playing because – He's been pretty rough the last few months. I don't think Shake's going to play, but I do think... I think Korkmaz is definitely going to play. Korkmaz is in, yeah. And I They're think gonna do that Maxie could play, too. I really, really do. Yeah. I guess it just really depends the series. Yeah. Um, well, and Maxie, I guess the only risk with him is it is his first playoffs. So, is he going to be playing well? I mean, I think he might play a few spot-up minutes. I don't think he's going to play anything significant. No. He played, what, maybe six minutes a game? Yeah, Let's figure the Stars were, were playing 38 minutes themselves. Mm-hmm. And then George Hill, figure Steph Curry probably plays about 30 rather than 38. George Hill picks up those extra eight minutes, plus the back of point guard minutes. George Hill probably plays about 25, 30 himself. So I don't know how many. And then you have to consider Korkmaz as well. So mm-hmm. I don't want to stay on the Sixers just because we're Sixers fans, but it's going to be interesting to see what Dr. Rose does. I, I really do think it's going to be very different than – classic rotation. Now, a guy who's coaching for his job, who might not even win in the first round, is Mike Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. Budenholzer, we know the story. Every single year, whoever he coaches, you know is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. He did it with the Atlanta Hawks, who had Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Jeff Teague, and Kyle Korver, all four that make the All-Star team. Shout out to Greg Popovich. Might be his last ever game coaching if they lose tonight. We'll have to see. Um, now I lost what I was saying. Oh, yeah, Budenholzer. So this dude, every single year, always has a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, and always chokes because he can never make the right adjustments. He his scheme isn't a switchable defense, which is more Bledsoe. Bledsoe chokes for them, and I think that's a huge upgrade, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Some people saying, "Oh yeah, it doesn't really matter. Both good defenders both do the same thing." No, Bledsoe. No. Drew Holiday is so much better than Al Bledsoe. Yes. But people don't believe that. Those Even people- without Bledsoe choking, he, I think he's much better. He's, and I think that he's a really, really great. He'll, he'll be a really, really great playoff player too. Yeah, and Drew Holiday, we never seen him compete for a championship team before. Mm-hmm. This gonna be the first time. So, I like to think for Budenholzer's sake that the Bucks are gonna beat the Heat. Plus, I think the Bucks have a better shot of beating the Nets in the Heat. Do. Mm-hmm. So I want to see the Bucks win. That series, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Would it shock you if Miami either made it to the seven game series or Miami no, somehow upset? No, it wouldn't because Spolstra, you have Spolstra, who's known as the best or second best coach in the league, against a guy who never, ever, ever has had playoff success because he can't make the right adjustments. Spolstra's just, know- Spolstra's just gonna be like playing a video game, pushing every right button, and Budenholzer's gonna have his hands in the air saying, "I don't know what the hell to do." 
I also hate to say it, but Giannis hasn't won. Giannis cannot be considered any longer, I think, especially if he fails again this year. Jan Jackson Jr., he's so good. Um, to be a t- I don't think he should be considered a top five player in the league if every year he can't get done the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now he's Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, and there's no excuse. I understand you have a tough road with the Heat, then the Nets, then the Sixers to get to the finals. And your coach is those things mixed together. But if Giannis is supposed to be, where do you rank him? I rank him in the regular season probably three or four. I just feel like they should be that he should be better. And in the playoffs, they show his limitations. They don't let him get to the rim the way they do in the regular season. They force him to take those outside shots. They'll put him at the free throw line where clearly he doesn't excel. Mm-hmm. And his limitations really show how big of a flawed player he is. I love Giannis. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal player. Yeah. But he's also a very flawed player, just like Ben Simmons I was is. just going to say that, just like what happens to Ben Simmons. Dylan Brooks. Wow. D- Dylan Brooks was locking down Steph. I know Steph had 46 in the last game of the year to get the 18 because he's get the 19. But Dylan Brooks is really taking some huge strides. So shout out to him. Sorry, we're watching this game while we're podcasting. Uh, but I just I I hate that like it's gonna come down to Budenholzer losing his job. He's gonna lose his job. Which like if they don't make happen. it to these Conference yeah. Finals, it's they're gonna, not beating the Heat and the Nets. No, it's gonna happen. But which I would love for them to beat both of them. That would be awesome. But I just I I hate saying that about Giannis because I know he's talented and like I know that he ha- wants to win. Like you can see he has that mentality that he does everything to win, but just, I, I don't know. I, I really think... Jimmy Butler has that it factor in the playoffs. I don't know if Giannis has that. But I... Oh, no, I think Giannis has it, but I think his limitations make it more difficult. I think he made a mistake signing with the Bucks. I don't, because only the Bucks were able to offer him that kind of money. If he went anywhere else and got traded, then no other team would be able to. He always figured he had to request a trade and like they're going to have to honor No, I, yeah, I know that's true, but I just, I don't think he's going to win on the Bucks. I really don't think he will ever win on the Bucks. I don't think he will this year. I mean, now here's the question. Year. What was Budenholzer going to be next year? Portland? Yeah, probably. That's a perfect team for him. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I think he's definitely going to have to lose his job. So, what do we think? Do we think Milwaukee still wins a series? I think Milwaukee, if they win, it's going to be 6 or 7. It's going to be a real good series. Bam Adebayo probably could defend Giannis better than any other, other than Ben Simmons. Which, I don't know. Maybe Bam could defend Giannis better than Simmons could. But, I think Bam's going to shut down Giannis. I think you have Jimmy Butler to shut down either Drew Holiday they're very evenly matched. They are. You have Jimmy Butler, Drew Holiday, two great criminal defenders. You have Giannis and Bam, who are two great switchable defenders. That's defender. why like, I don't know if the Bucs are going to do it, because I don't think they have what it takes to win. And the Bucs just mortgaged on entire future. They traded four first-round picks for Drew Holiday. They signed Holiday to a four-year, $160 million deal. So Giannis got the Supermax. Juhadi's getting $40 million a year. They mortgaged everything to so get this team, like and they may not make anyway. it up. I mean, you do what you have to do to win a championship. I think they could have done better. How? I don't think they had to spend that much. I don't know. They knew. The, David Griffin Smoth, the Pelicans GM, he knew the backs were against the wall. So he said, okay, well, but you I want. Just, if I they had Bogdan Bogdanovich and they get in trouble for yeah. tampering, 
then there's a different story. But I think knowing how evenly matched these teams are, it's going to come down to who's a better playoff team. And I just, I don't know. Giannis hasn't proven that. And Miami has shown that they can't excel in the playoffs with this Jimmy team. Butler, especially. Yeah. So that's my reason. I think... I hate saying that I think it's going to be the Heat. Because, like... I think it could. I think I still I, I, will pick Milwaukee, but I think it could be the Heat very easily. I think my gut is telling me to say the Heat, but realistically, I'll know. Okay. Knicks and Hawks. Like, how am I going to say that when Giannis is on the other The Hawks there? have the third best record in the NBA since letting go of Lloyd Pierce and bringing on Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. But the Knicks have, like, the fifth best record in the league in that same amount of time with how they close the year. Tibbs, we haven't seen him much as a playoff coach. We saw him take the Bulls season conference finals one time. But they have something really special with the coach team dynamic. They have like the third best defense in the league this year based on defensive rating. And defense is what you need in the playoffs. So go back to us saying like a year ago or two on the podcast that much the Knicks suck. Well, no one saw this coming. I but the Knicks are legit. I love Julius. You love Julius Randle, but even you, the biggest Julius Randle fan in the world, didn't see the Knicks doing this. Julius Randle fan in the world now. Yeah. No, I didn't think he was going to be that good. I just, like, never gave up on him. I always thought he was going to be. Like, I don't know. I just feel like he had something special about him, and clearly he does. But I didn't think he was going to be, like, this good. So, the Hawks clearly spent all the money this summer to bring on Gallinari and to bring on Bogdanovich. They brought on Vondo, which none of them Lou Williams. So, I mean, I just don't know how the Hawks are going to win when they have two of the three worst defenders in the NBA They're on their team. Trey Young and Lou Williams are going to be on the court combined probably 48 minutes, mm-hmm. at least, if not more. Because I don't think you can play them together at all. So I figured Trey Young plays about 36 minutes. Lou Will will play about 12. Is Trey Young still the worst defender in the league? He's up there. And so is Lou Will. That's why the Clippers got rid of him for Rondo. Is there like an actual list of all? No. And probably Kyrie Irving is up there as well. But, (laughs) yeah. So I just can't picture with the Hawks with such a liability on defense for all 48 minutes against such a good defensive team. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the Knicks have any great point guards. Derek Gross has been playing out of his freaking minds. But I don't know. I just there's a list. There's a list. What's it based off of? I don't know how legit this website is. What's the website? Worstdefender.com. Crafted NBA. Oh, I don't know. DPM. Defensive plus minus. Number one, Anthony Simons. Okay, I don't. Number care. two, Trey Young. And Trey Young plays so many, so many more minutes. Number three, D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Number five, Lou Will. So, again, to my point, <laughs> they're going to play two of the worst defenders in the league for 48 minutes against the Knicks. So, they're always going to have the liability that you could exploit. I don't know. It's just, I think the Knicks are going to win the series. I do too. Because I think Tibbs got everyone to ball in, and that's important. But, yeah, I don't have much more to say about that series. Well, and I think that you always say that. The playoffs, it comes down to a lot of times who's the better defensive team. And when you have a team who's – who are they the best? Who's the be- best? This, I know the Knicks, Sixers, and Lakers are the top three. Okay. So when and you have a team that's it. top three defense this year going against a team with the worst defender in the league, I just 
what do you think is going to happen? Especially when that Trey Young's was phenomenal second half of the year. I know he didn't make the All Star team, but he was so good in the second half of the year on offense that he's obviously going to be on the court. He's the best player, but he's just such a liability. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we both agree Knicks are probably going to win that series. Yeah. Okay, so then let's let's bring us to Knicks and Sixers. I still don't know how close of a series it's going to be. I know Tibbs has his guys bought in. We told them. And we have Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons has still never lost a game in his career to the Knicks. But, okay, honestly, I don't have much to say about that series. I don't really care. I just don't want to jinx anything. The one thing about the Knicks, though, they do have Nolan Noel, who has turned himself into one of the best defensive anchors in the league. And I'm going to be interested to see how he matches up with Embiid. I would just like to say for everyone listening to this podcast, when we went to the Sixers game with the Sixers-Knicks this year, not one player on the Knicks spoke to Nerlens Noel. And I don't know if I'm starting rumors here, but I feel like it's weird. Something is going on there, and I don't know if Nerlens is the problem or the rest of the team is the issue, but literally not one player spoke to him once. Well, they he all sat in, all the so. way in the back near no one, which is COVID a reason for that? Probably could have been. But he sat in the back, and the only person I ever saw him speak to was like probably a trainer or someone. He spoke to not one player. Well, he's out for a year, and he's going to get a big fair contract this summer. So I don't know. I think that's weird. Um, Nets and either Bucks or Heat are going to be a great series too. As we said, the Bucks and Heat are similar teams. I think whether it's Bam or Giannis covering KD or Drew Holiday or Jimmy Butler covering Kyrie or Harden. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great series to watch. And the Nets don't have any big men to stop either Bam or Giannis. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know the Nets are just going to outscore teams and that's going to be their MO. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if one of those strong defenses are going to be able to contain them enough to steal a series away from them. I think that if a team is going to, it could be one of those, but I don't think the Nets are going to lose. I don't think so either. As I said, I think the Nets are winning it all. But we'll have to see. I mean, Steve Nash, we have no clue what he has up his sleeve. We have no... We've seen... He could be horrible and choke like Budenholzer. We don't know. We've seen Harden in the Western Conference Finals. We've seen KD and Kyrie win rings. So... None of the three lack experience. Mm-hmm. But then after that, you have no Spencer Dinwiddie. We know he's out. You have Mike James' backup point guard who was just playing in the EuroLeague last month. He's looked great. Mm-hmm. But then DeAndre Jordan is a shell of his old self at this point. Nick Clax is probably the best pick on the team. Bruce Brown has been phenomenal, but he's never played a playoff game before. Or maybe he has his rookie with the Pistons. But even so, I mean, other than those three, they have just no experience. The big three have no continuity in themselves. I just don't know. I still think they're going to win it all because I think talent is out. they do have is that they're all friends. And you can call me dumb for saying that, but it's true. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Jordan literally hasn't gotten traded and got the contract that he did because Kyrie and KD gave him money to go. But that is a huge thing. That is a huge part about winning. Yeah. But I don't know. When those guys have only played eight games together. No, it's not good. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. But they're going to win. The Grizzlies are currently being the Spurs 32 to 11, so this looks like it could be another Hornets and Pacers game. I'm surprised yeah. Pop. I doubt it though, because I wouldn't imagine Popovich letting his team just roll over but and the die Spurs like that. Spurs have, yes, they have like 11 points, but the Spurs compared to the um, 
the Hornets yesterday, they at least look like they're trying, which maybe that's more sad that they look like they're trying. The Hornets just look like they were there playing like a random game of basketball for fun. Like, at least they look like they're, they want to win. Okay. The Grizzlies just look good. Either way, even before this game, I was going to say I think the Grizzlies win it, but I don't think it really matters because I think whoever loses between Lakers and Warriors are just going to beat the Grizzlies mm-hmm. to secure the eight seed. So, yeah, I guess let's move on to Lakers and Warriors. Oh, so exciting. I can't really bet against the Lakers. No. Given that they're back to full but strength. But how cool would that be if Steph Curry just, like, went crazy? Well, Steph Curry had 46 last game. He's been playing. He led the league in scoring. He won a second scoring title. Would He's been playing Steph out of his mind. MVP this year if he was on a better team? Maybe. I feel like he's the only player to be. He's probably going to finish second or third in MVP voting. Probably third. He's so good. But, yeah, I mean, Draymond Green alone has. Wow! Do you see those back-to-back blocks? Wow, that was a play of the night. But this Grizzlies defense is no joke. Shout-out to Taylor Jenkins for getting them to play so hard. But, yeah, so I really don't know. I still think the Lakers are going to win. Yeah. And then that means the Lakers will play the Suns. And then if Warriors win, that means they play the Jazz. Yes. I think that either way, they both get in and beat the Grizzlies. But if the Grizzlies play in this way, who knows? They could be one of those two teams. They're playing the way they're playing right now. Yeah, but they're playing a team that's All you need to beat Golden State is Steph to have an off-shooting night. It doesn't happen often, but if it does, there's a good shot you win. Yeah, especially with the team that they have now. Okay, so the Suns kind of got dealt a shit hand. They finally make the playoffs of the two seed, and their reward is playing the winner of the Lakers and Warriors. Yeah, that sucks. So let's see what they can do. I think the Suns have a legitimate title shot, but I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Lakers in the first round if they play them. So what, you think they have a shot? No, I think your hair looks really funny. My hair always looks funny. His hair looks like a parrot. Okay, so what do you think? Do we think the Suns have... If they play the Lakers, I think Lakers win. I think the Suns might have a shot against Golden State, though. I think that they could beat Golden State. I just... How do you... How do you go against LeBron? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think the Lakers still might make the finals. But I feel like the Suns have been really, really good this year. When we talked about this yesterday or the day before... You said if there's anyone who knows how to play against LeBron or how to play, you said the other way around, against Chris Paul. Either way. Either way. So that could be a huge benefit that the Suns have. So, I don't know. The Suns have Mikhail Bridges to lock down LeBron. They have, well, not lock down LeBron, contain LeBron, I would say. What was their, well, I guess you can't even go by this year. With their games against each other, how many each oh, do you want? I'm assuming Suns want to win. Because of LeBron, yeah. And Anthony Davis both being out. Yeah. But, so yeah, I just feel bad for the Suns. I'm excited to see Monty Williams coach the Suns as a two seed. This is obviously the best team he's ever had. Um, what podcast is this? We're saying the Knicks are good. We're saying the Suns are good. Well, who could saw us coming from either team? I thought the Suns once he got Chris Paul would be a playoff team. Because how can you not be with Chris Paul and Devin Booker? I also think it's pretty sad that Chris Paul, nobody's talking about him for MVP. Because 
he turned that Suns team, Suns team around by himself. It well, really just I don't know. Just... No, I know that they have other pieces on the team. I understand that. But I, you say it, you're like, he is not just a player on the team. He's like a player, coach, official. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying the HPAA conduct thing. <laughs> but, like, he's everything. Yeah, I mean, the Suns went 8 0 in the bubble last year. DeAndre Aiden had a 25 game suspension, and in the games he played in last year, they had a winning record. So maybe they're ready to take a leap anyway, and that's why they made the Chris Paul trade because they knew they it was time to take that leap. Yeah. And clearly it's worked out. Yeah. But again, their reward is having to play LeBron James and Anthony Davis or Steph Curry and Draymond Green in the first round. So That's so sad. And then same thing with the Jazz. I think the Warriors could beat them, or if the Warriors win the playing game, the Lakers could definitely beat the Jazz. Yeah. So we've only seen three or four times ever the 8 beat the 1 seed, but... If the Lakers are the eighth seed, Lakers have a very good shot of beating the Jets. Yes. Especially if Donovan Mitchell stops. Yes. So, I don't know what to make of this. I guess so. I feel like you gotta pick the Lakers. I guess. I mean, how do you not? They're the defending champs. They clearly showed last I year that they like could get it done. You pick the Lakers and you pick the Jets. Well, not if they play each other, then. No. Then I guess you pick Lakers and Suns. Mm-hmm. The Warriors will make it series either way, I think. But I don't think the Warriors are gonna win though. Yeah, well, the Warriors. The thing is, they have Draymond Green and stuff, but other than that, like they have Mi- they have like Michael Mulder playing minutes and Juan Toscano Anderson. And while those guys shown that they're probably NBA players, Kent Bazemore's been starting for they're them. They're not. Are they playoff NBA players? I guess we'll find out. Can you imagine if they were like really sick in the playoffs and they won? But I, they just don't have the personnel, I don't think, to really make a deep playoff run, let alone win a series. Yeah, and that's a testament to Steph that they've been this good. Which is why I said that about the MVP for him, because it's been all about him. But yeah, the Jazz, I mean, they have Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles coming off the bench, who are probably going to be one and two in six man of the year candidates. They have, obviously, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Gobert all made the All-Star team. They have Royce O'Neal, Bojan Bogdanovic. The Jazz are just so freaking deep. And that's what you need in the playoffs. They could play that seven-man rotation, mm-hmm. and that's just all the minutes. They have a really balanced team, too. Yeah, and just, like, I don't know how Rudy Gobert is going to be because every year in the playoffs, he's clearly not as an elite defender as he is in the regular season. He's the only defensive player of the year candidate that literally gets played off the floor in the playoffs. So we're going to have to see how he yeah, can adjust. Yeah, because he can't play against other stars. Oh, he can't, he can't play on the perimeter. So, yes, I get you a great rim protector, but if you're not that versatile, like Bam Adebayo, Ben Simmons, or Giannis, and you can't play on the perimeter, I don't know why you're winning defensive player of the year, year after year after year. Because he cries if he doesn't. Yeah, literally. At the NBA gold, Jazz fans. So actually, Gobert fans, because the Jazz don't even care about Gobert either. So we have <laughs> the number three Nuggets versus number six Trailblazers. If Jamal Murray hadn't gotten hurt, I think Denver would be the favorite for me to come out of the West. I really so, like Jamal Murray. So Jokic obviously is taking a step. He's going to win MVP, maybe unanimously, unanimously, however you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Michael Porter Jr., since Jamal Murray went down, is averaging like 25, 26 a game. He's shown to be a legitimate star. Yeah, he's great. And they just, the Nuggets are deep too. I know Jamal Murray's out for the year, but they have Monte Morris. They have Facundo Campazzo. They have Will Bolden. They have Millsap. They have Aaron Gordon. They, they're just so freaking deep as well. I think that's so funny on TV how it says tonight's winner plays Golden State slash LA Laker loser. <laughs> like, that's your prize. Yeah, same thing with the Suns. I feel prize is having to play one of those two teams as the oh, two seed. That's terrible. So, yeah, just pull the same much of a chance against Denver. I was looking at ESPN's. Um, they had 16 experts predicted, and they had a split down the middle, 8 and 8. Really? And I was surprised because I thought Denver was easily going to win it. What does that say about Jokic? What does that say about Dame? I think it says more about Dame than it does about Jokic. Dame going against Henry I don't know. I mean, Denver, I think that Denver's gonna win. Denver, since acquiring Aaron Gordon, even with Jamal Murray out, has the best record in the NBA. Didn't we take? We did. Um, what is it? A playoff? We did. It was basically a playoff fantasy pool where you have to pick fifteen guys, but it has to be twelve guys from twelve different teams. Didn't we take Dame off of that? We took the trailblazers. We took off. Dame. Oh yeah, Dame was one of the. We had to fade basically eight teams and not pick a playoff from that team. And we said, oh, there's no shot they beat Denver, so let's take Dame off in favor of guys like Luca and Steph and Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. who might put up more numbers in the same amount of games. So, yeah, so we really need Denver to win for that reason. Yes. But I don't know. Now that Denver has Aaron Gordon, they have more adequate personnel to play. Aaron Gordon's going to be that Jeremy Grand role. Where he's, Keep forgetting he's there. Yeah, he's and he's cool. going to play that Jeremy Grand role that they missed. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be covering. Are gonna win. I just, I don't. Even without Trailblazers, just Terry Stotts is going to lose his job after this year because Trailblazers can't play any sort of defense, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest issue. So I Which just can't. Is a pattern with our choice. I just can't picture when you have the most offensively gifted player potentially ever with the best passing big man. How are you going to be able to stop that if you can't play defense? Yeah. So I don't know. Aaron Gordon's athletic enough to keep up with every opposing team's best wing. Covington is a great on-ball defender. But he can't play man to man like that. Mm-hmm. So I just can't picture Portland's, you know. Nurchik and Jokic used to be teammates, so maybe Nurchik knows something yeah, to stop to so Jokic out. But Jokic, even if you saw him down, he's just such a good passer. It doesn't matter. I was going to say, it doesn't really matter. I don't really think his game is predicated on speed. I mean, obviously. Yeah, that's so, like, who cares? So I don't know. I think Denver wins that series pretty easily. So I, could I think wrong. so too. Okay. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. And then we have the Clippers. And the Clippers are playing the Mavs again. Last year, the Mavs took the Clippers to six without Kristaps as the seven seed. So now they're the five seed with Kristaps. I still think the Clippers are going to blow them out of the water. I don't think I the Mavs will that go. I do too. So. But Luca is phenomenal, so who knows? But I just don't see that. I think it matters on what Paul George will get. Again, are we going to get playoff P or pandemic P? Because for years, people were saying, oh, playoff P, he's great, he's great. Then last year, when he seen the side of the backboard, he was pandemic P. So I don't know if last year had to do with him playing for Doc Rivers after he yes. fucked his daughter. I think that's exactly what it is. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know the background story, <laughs> Paul George like, Paul George cheated on Doc, on um, Callie Rivers, who's now married to Seth Curry. And... He cheated on Callie Rivers with a stripper who is now his baby mom and his fiance. 
Which at least like they're engaged now and having a kid together. Yeah, but obviously that's awkward for Paul George and Doc Rivers to kill me. Oh, I'd love to play them in the finals and kill them. That I think it's gonna be Nets and Clippers in the finals, but if you had to give me a second choice, I'd say Clippers and Clippers. Clippers, Clippers and Nets if I Clippers and Sixers. <laughs> Clippers and Sixers. That so. would be Brutal. So, I don't know, last year, the issue was Doc Rivers couldn't make the adjustments to get Montrose Harrell out of the game The in any of the playoff games. Montrose Harrell was playing terrible. Now they have Sergi Baca, who's shown he could get it done. He's played in multiple finals, has a ring, and they'll probably play Vika Zubac more minutes than they did last year. Mm-hmm. They traded for Rondo, who literally is known as playoff Rondo because all he does is play in the playoffs at this point. And they got rid of Lou Will, who is the biggest liability defensively that they have, or that they had previously. So I think it's that. I think it's the Clippers have only played in, they said what, Paul George and Kawhi only played in one practice last year, all year together? Yeah. So I think now that Clippers have more continuity, now that, not saying Ty Lue's a better coach than Doc Rivers, because I don't think he is, but I think Ty Lue will push those right buttons and make those right adjustments that Doc Rivers didn't make. When he blew a three to one lead last year. Yeah. I mean, this this Clippers team was one game away from making it to the Western Conference Finals last year. So I know last year was a collapse, but it's not like they were shit last year. They also had a lot of issues on that team. So I don't know. I think this Clippers team is more equipped and more prepared to make a big run than last year's was. And quite frankly, they're going to have to because Kawhi Leonard is a free agent already after this year. So if they fuck up, Kawhi could very easily just. There's not many teams for him to go to, but Kawhi could just say, no, I'm going to leave. I doubt it because he wants to be in L.A., which is his hometown. But you never put Clippers had to go back against the wall with Kawhi and his free agency. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have much to say. I just agree. What would be hilarious? The Clippers intentionally lost the last two games to Houston and OKC, the two worst teams in the league, in order to avoid playing the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals by – Avoiding their bracket, assuming the Lakers win. So how funny would it be if the Lakers lost to the Warriors and ended up the eighth seed, and then they beat Utah, the Clippers have to play in the second round anyway? That would be crazy. Because the Clippers did everything they could to lose to Houston, to lose to OKC, to intentionally avoid playing the Lakers. So the Clippers are talking this big game. Oh, LA wants to us now. Will the team in LA to beat? Well, that that's a, That's all the shit they were talking last year. And the second they could avoid the Lakers, they do. So I think it'd be hilarious if the Lakers lost, and then will the eight seed beat the Jazz and the Clippers have to play Lakers? Which is in exactly round? what would happen if they lost; they would win. Yeah. So the Clippers are just banking on the Lakers winning tonight to avoid them until the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And that's the Western Conference Finals people have been asking to see for two years. Yes. So what do we think? We agree that Clippers would probably beat Utah in the second round. Utah's good. I guess it depends how healthy Donovan Mitchell is. That was my exact thought. I feel like I don't like doing these podcasts because I don't like Gobert at all. And I hate that debate, that like internal debate in my head because I really, taking my personal opinion out of it, I think the Jazz could beat them. I think they can, but I don't think they will. I think if you get a healthy Donovan Mitchell and a Gobert who decides to do his job. I think it's going to come down in that series to how well Mike Conley plays. Yeah. Because Mike Conley has been on those good grizzly seasons with Marcus Gasol for years. 
but he's never really made that super deep playoff run. Well, he thought I have a legitimate shot of winning a championship. Yeah. This year, he's thinking that they have the best record in the NBA. They have home court throughout the whole playoffs. So That's even really even though they're not the favorites, they're still the team to beat at the same time. So I think if Mike Conley goes out, shuts down Rondo, because Rondo's going to play a significant role for the Clippers. I think I'm split with this series, because I really do think, similar to the Bucks and Heat, I think it could be either one. I really do. But I think this one, compared to the Bucks and Heat, I do think the Clippers have more of an advantage because of Mike Conley's, is that fair to say, inexperience? No, because Mike Conley's been around for a long time. He knows what it takes to win. He's been, know, he's made playoff like, runs before. I know, but... He's been on an 8C team that upset a 1C. But I think, like, that, like, exactly what you said, that, like, he can I just think he's the experience. Yeah, so I think that... Grayson Allen a, just got tripped and got a taste of his own medicine. He got her bat too. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Jazz just have more ifs than the Bucks or the Heat. But I do think I'm pretty split with it. I think the Clippers. I, think I, would I just think the I just think the Clippers this year have something they didn't have last year, and that could get them to a Lisa Western Finals. If the Lakers are clicking on all cylinders, I don't know if they could beat them. Because this Lakers team is probably better than last year's Lakers team. Wow, when did that happen? It's been happening. It never count on a Popovich coach team. Wow. So it's forty-one to thirty. Is this Lakers team better than last year's? I think it has to be because Danny Green was a disaster for the Lakers last year. They replaced yeah. him with Dennis Schroeder, Taylor Horton Tucker, barely played last year. This year he's a rotation guy. Caruso is not a defensive type guy this year, which he wasn't last year. Mm-hmm. I just think that, and they have Montrez Harrell and Marcus All and Andre Drummond, who all three of them are better than Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee were last year. Yeah. So this Lakers team is significantly better than last year's Lakers team. So the question is, if they could stay healthy, but, how are you going to beat them? I mean, you're not. If they're healthy, you're not. So Lakers, but, and, Lakers and Nets, there's no reason that shouldn't be the finals. But this is also the first year that LeBron has come out and said that he is not who he was before. Well, he said that coming right off an injury when it's – the playoffs. To I think win that's a big deal for a guy as good as LeBron and who knows he's that good, as he should, as he should, obviously. I think that's a big deal for him to publicly say that. I really do. I don't know, but there's just no. But I don't think it matters. There's just no reason LeBron it shouldn't be Lakers and Nets. Looking at those two teams on paper, they'll by far the two best teams in the league. The Sixers have the Sixers fit better. The Clippers are damn good. The Jazz really fit better, which probably the best record in the league. But on paper, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, oh, yeah. with the complementary pieces yeah. okay. that are better than last year's team, and the Nets big three with those complementary pieces, those two teams should run the tables. Yes, in the I conferences. agree with you. Yeah. I don't know if they will. Them very well might end up being the finals. We've never seen a seven seed make it to the finals before. But the Lakers exact, would be the first one. But- yeah, but that's the exact reason why so many people are like, Nets are going to the finals, Nets are going to the finals, because they're looking at the team on paper with that big three that they have, and they're not looking at the bigger picture of it. And I think that the Lakers look way better than the Nets on paper. I really do. I don't know, Lakers just don't have that third guy. If they, yeah, if they got, overall, I can't overall. believe they didn't do that trade to get Kyle Lowry at the trade deadline. But all they, they have to do is give Taylor Moore to talk But about. overall, with their whole team together, I, the Nets don't have that. 
Well, like I said, the three big men and Drummond, they have three different big men that can do three different things. Drummond is the inside presence that could box out and get rebounds. Marcus is the defensive center that could pass and shoot a little bit and stress the floor. And Montrezl Harrell's just that bench energy guy come in and get you buckets. Yes, off the and bench. the Nets have nothing. And Nets have DeAndre Jordan, Nick Claxton, and that's about it. So, I don't know. And then. Lakers have Dennis Schroeder, who has his moments. Caruso is one of the better backup point guards in the league at this point. So, I don't know. I think whoever wins that Nets and Sixers Eastern Conference Finals will go on to win it. But I do not want to play the Lakers in the Finals as a Sixers fan. I don't really want to play the Clippers either. I'm hoping, like, Denver somehow pulls it out, or even Utah or Phoenix. But we I beat think Tom Brady, though. We did beat Tom Brady. That was wild. So, wow, it's 20-3 to in the third quarter for the Spurs. Or second quarter. But, I don't know. I think those four teams, one of those four will win it. Clippers, Lakers, Sixers, Nets. I just have no clue which one. It's going to come down to the health of of each team. It really will. Yeah, the Nets have only played, as we said, the big three only played eight minutes together. AD and LeBron both missed about half a season, if not more. Sixers, MB, we know missed about 20 games. And then the Clippers, Kawhi missed about 18 games. So none of these teams in a COVID-ridden year. And keep in mind, one of those four teams, odds are a major player on one of those teams are going to have either a false positive or contact tracing or something where they're going to be out for two weeks. Well, and, and that's that with chances. the MLB, there were a few players that got the vaccine that got COVID. Yeah, Gleyber Torres on the Yankees. Yeah, the which like... I mean, everyone thinking, oh, I don't want to turn this into this type of podcast. But everyone thinking that if you get the vaccine that you're immune is not true. That's not what it does. So, Well, not even that. Even if you got the vaccine and you were in close contact with someone who tested positive, that's still contract tracing. You're going to have to sit out. Are they going to have that even if you have, even if you got the vaccine? Yeah, they've been doing that, yeah. Which, who didn't get the vaccine? LeBron and Schroeder both said they're not getting it. So... I don't know. So I hope that doesn't happen. I I hope oh, yeah. that's just I the best team. Be, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, oh my God. That would be such a shame if that happened. And like, if that happens to LeBron or like that, just yeah. I hate that. That is not fun. If you're a basketball fan at all. That's not what you want So I do think it's going to be one of those four teams. Um, how far realistic do we think Phoenix can go though? If if they don't have to play Lakers in the first round, let's say Lakers lose, they play Golden State. Can they? They might be able to beat Denver round two and yeah. then get to the Western Conference Finals. But they're not going to win in the Western Conference Finals. So Chris Paul's going to lose in the Conference Finals again, just like he did in Houston. Chris Paul was known for not even being able to make it to the Western Conference Finals when he was on the Clippers. Then Houston, he finally made it. He pulled his hamstring as they were about to go to the Finals and win it all because they would have beat that Cavs team. And then we know what happened. I don't think the Suns. I can see the Jazz winning in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think it would be easy, but I can see them winning. I don't think the Suns are. I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah, I don't know. This this is the first year. It's so exciting. In a long time where you're like, I just have no fucking clue who's going to win it. Like, really no idea. Well, I feel like you brought me on to into the NBA when it was just, like... Golden State and Cleveland. Yeah, and I just thought, like, oh, that's how it always is, and I was just, like, used to that. But I like that no one knows. Even last year, people had a hunch it was going to be Lakers or Clippers going into it. 
Yeah. And this year people have a hunch it's probably going to be Nets. But you don't know. Especially with all the COVID protocols, you just, you have no clue. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited this year. I've never been this excited for the playoffs in my life. So oh, I wonder why. I don't know. I've, I've always told Alexa I could never die happy unless, as happy as she makes me and how lucky I am with my family and my friends and everyone, I just, I need to see that Sixers championship to be satisfied with my life. And I told Alexa going into this year after that disappointing sweep last year, I've accepted I'm never going to say it ever. This year now, I'm back on board. I'm ready to be disappointed again. And I don't know. I feel like if that Kawhi shot didn't go in, we would have won it all. I don't. But this year, we might really have a shot. Yeah, and if we win, Steven and I are having our wedding at the parade. It's going to be hard to beat Brooklyn. (laughs) It's going to be hard to beat Brooklyn and then beat the Lakers or Clippers. Of course it's going to be hard, but like you're trying to win a championship. It shouldn't be easy. Sixers do have the easiest route to the Eastern Conference Finals, though. Everything's falling in place. Once the Bucks beat Miami that one game, so we avoided Miami in the 4-5 matchup, we now get the Knicks or Hawks, and then we get the 8 seed. We have, I don't want to say cakewalk, because last time a Sixers athlete said cakewalk, it was James Ennis, and then they were terrible, and he got traded at the deadline. But not a cakewalk, but... They have an easier path to the conference finals than I was expecting. So hopefully that will play a role in. We have, I wouldn't say easy. I think I would word it as we have the best path possible. Yeah. Especially if the Hawks beat the next. Who anyone would have mindset is just so good right now. So, I don't know. Do it. There's a lot of coaching questions between Doc Rivers and Budenholzer and Terry Stotts, and Steve Nash. So we're going to have to see how these coaches adjust. Lots of good coaches in the playoffs, too. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you have good coaching. I know. So. But it'll be interesting to see how we discuss that it's really going to come down to a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of times it's the in-game adjustments that the coaches make that mm-hmm. can swing series. Look at the Raptors when they won it. I know Golden State lost KD and Clay that year, but... Nick Nurse made adjustments against the Sixers to win yeah. in that seven-game series. And the Bucs, we forget, the Bucs were winning that Eastern Conference 2-0 over Toronto. Then Toronto won four in a row. Mm-hmm. So he pushed all the right buttons to basically gentlemen sweep them. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're going to have to see. That's why I know Ty Lue and Frank Vogel have both gotten it done before and both have championships. I know Doc Rivers has one too. But those three teams all have coaches that have won a ring. Steve Nash has never coached before. So the three other favorites, the Sixers, the Lakers, and Clippers, all have coaches who have won a championship and know what it takes. Steve Nash obviously doesn't have that. Steve Nash doesn't even have that as a – Steve Nash never won a championship as a player. But he's also a first-year coach, so it's like who's to say he doesn't have that? Yeah, Nick Nurse won his first year. Ty Lue went to the finals his first year, and Steve Kerr won his first year. You see that? So who's to say? Yeah, I did see that. Can we talk about that really quick? Sure. I don't want to go off. Of so, in 2007, the number eight seed Warriors upset the number one seed Mavs. Shout out to Jake. In 2012, the eight seed Sixers upset the number one seed Bulls. Then, miss the playoffs, miss the playoffs. Then, 2009, Warriors draft Steph. 2014, two years later, Sixers draft Embiid. Then, miss playoffs, miss playoffs with both teams. Then, the Warriors, 2011, drafted Clay Thompson. 2016, Sixers drafted Ben Simmons. Both missed the playoffs the following year again. 
Um, then each of them the following year had second round exits to Kawhi. Then following your first round exits, then what? Embiid and Ben are both 26-24 now. Steph and Clay were 26-24. Same year. It was both season four of both of them playing together. Both had a new head coach, Steve Kerr and Doc Rivers. They both had MVP caliber guys, Steph, MVP, and Joel Embiid. Embiid VP. Kept the starting five intact through the trade deadline. The Warriors could have traded Klay Thompson for Kevin Love, chose not to. Sixers could have traded Ben Simmons for James Harden, chose not to. Just all the stars are aligning to be so similar between the two teams. They both clinched the one seed, and then the Warriors, we know, went on to beat LeBron in the championship. So now the question is, are the Sixers also now going to beat LeBron in the championship? And not only that, they beat Harden in the conference finals. So Sixers going to beat Harden in the conference finals and beat Embiid in the finals. Everything is adding up to be— We're just the Warriors. Apparently, and that means we're, we're going that means, that means to make the finals five straight years now and win three championships. I'm well, I'm saying if you that's the logic you're using. I'm not using any logic. So, yeah, clearly not. You're a Sixers fan. So. <laughs> I've been heartbroken. Okay, much. is there anything you want to say to our lovely listeners about the playoffs other than TTP? I would just like to say that I love Embiid a lot, and I can see how hard he's worked and how much he's overcome. Because now he is now he is adequate coaching. Yeah. That helped. Doc Rivers told him to get in shape. If Doc you Rivers. haven't read that ESPN article with Embiid, read it because hearing him speak not only about his personal life and all the struggles he's overcome, but hearing him talk about Doc Rivers and Doc Rivers talk about him and all the changes that they've made together, like. It's unbelievable, and he deserves to win so, so bad. He really deserves it. So I would like them to win because I would like Embiid to win. Shout-out to Doc Rivers. Shout-out to Daryl Moy. Love you both. You guys are the two most important people in my lives, aside from Alexa. Thanks. Um. This concludes this episode of the NBA Able Podcast. Vanny view me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at the underscore NBA Able. Enjoy the playoffs and Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. TTP. TT fucking P.